You need to pick up a flaming torch and get ready to take a walk out into the night. That's what I think Jesus and his disciples did when the last meal in that upper room in Jerusalem was over. They gathered a few oil lamps and burning torches and left. Now everything we read in the next three chapters happened somewhere else. Here's the clue. At the end of John 14, Jesus says, Arise, let us go from here. Verse 31. So we know they left the house. But where did they go? You don't find the next clue until John 18, 1. Here we read that Jesus and the disciples are crossing a stream and walking up to Gethsemane, a hillside garden outside the city. It's still night. In only a few hours, Jesus will be arrested. A few hours after that, he will be stretched out on a cross, bruised and bleeding. What happened that night then between the meal at the house and the walk up the hill? Let me describe for you what I and many scholars believe took place. Come on, disciple, pick up your torch. A walk in the dark. Jesus leads you and the other disciples down the stairs, out of the house, and into the cool night air. It's late. You follow him through the winding streets of Jerusalem. The only sounds you hear are the rustle of clothing and the slap of sandals on stone. Before long, your little group passes through a city gate, out into a starlit valley. Soon you're walking single file through ancient vineyards. This valley is famous for them. You walk through row after row of carefully tended grapevines. Unexpectedly, Jesus stops. You gather around him waiting. Waiting for what? You have no idea. You look over at Peter and John. They obviously have no idea either. You hear the torches and lanterns sputtering in the cold air. All around you in the circle of light, you see rows of grapevines. Now, Jesus takes a grape branch in his hand and begins to talk. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. John 15, 1 and 2, 5 and 8. Not exactly the words you expect to hear from a person who is about to die, are they? Why is Jesus thinking about grapes at a time like this? Standing out there in the night, you don't understand. But later, you do understand. Completely. You realize that on the night before he died, Jesus wanted to leave you a powerful personal message, a code, a plan, a promise. In his few words about vines and branches and fruit, he was telling you how to get the absolute most out of your life in the years to come. And he told it to you in a very surprising word picture so you would never forget. Grape Expectations Okay, look carefully at Jesus' word picture with me. Notice how clearly he identified what each part of the vineyard represented. The vine. Most people think a grapevine is a long trailing branch, but actually the vine is the main trunk that brings sap up from the roots. Vineyard workers usually keep the vine waist high. Branches grow from the vine in either direction along the trellis. Jesus said the vine represents him. The vine dresser. The vine dresser is the keeper of the vineyard. He could be the owner or a hired worker. The vine dresser has one goal, to end up with the most grapes possible. Now to do this, he gives each branch a lot of personal attention. 
Jesus said the vine dresser represents God the Father.